All right. My name is Sarthak Bharadwaj and welcome again to Letter of Law Interviews. Today I'm so excited to be in conversation with none other than Swapnil Tripathi, uh, a lawyer, founder of the Basic Structure Block and now a master's student at Oxford University. So first of all, Swapnil, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sarthak. It's been a, it's a pleasure. I'm very happy that we can chat about our love for mutual love for law and legal history and constitutional law today. Indeed. I'm looking forward to that. Indeed. So, uh, how have you been doing? Uh, you recently moved to Oxford. How has it been over there? Yeah, I mean, the, the weather change is, is a bit difficult to adjust with because we, we take the sun for granted in India. And I've been told that it's the last month where we get to see the sun here. So, I'm trying to soak all of it in. But I'm currently in self-isolation for 14 days. I get off in a couple of days. So, I'm really looking forward to exploring the city and the amazing colleges they have. Of course. Because a lot of our renowned Indians have been here. So I'm trying to find one Indian for every college and try understanding their story and everything. So possibly to write on it later. But otherwise, that's it's awesome. been good. People are great and it's a great place to be in. That's, that's great to know. So I have a lot to unpack here. I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you. Um, so in the first set of questions, I want to talk about your law school life. Um, so... When did you decide to do law? And I ask this because law as a conscious decision is not taken by most students. There's, there's only a few of them. Some choose yes. law by elimination. Some have their parents choose law for them. So what was it for you? Yes. Uh, so for me, also as a very confused uh, student at the end of my class 10th, I definitely knew I didn't want to take up sciences because I think I was very bad at it. And I believe if I would have stay, uh, succumbed to the societal pressure, I wouldn't say parental pressure because my family never pressurized me for any career path. So I would have, I think, either been a horrible engineer or a horrible doctor. And I think that wouldn't be good for anybody. So I was just trying to explore options as to what can I possibly do. I decided to drop maths also in uh, class 11th and 12th. And uh, I would have been the, first, the second uh, person in my family to do that because everybody else is exceptional in maths. So then my father just was giving me possible career options and he just said, okay, there's a new concept of a national law universities. Uh, why don't you try? Why don't you go for a mock class? So I went for a mock legal class uh, at one of the law prep tutorials here, Tarya Launcher. And uh, I mean, I think that, that was the day when I decided that this is what I want to do. I found it extremely fascinating. And in the first class, I was told that why law as a profession is great, how it's so empowering and I just found it very fascinating and interesting. It just seemed, uh, it had so much of your application of your mind. And uh, in terms of my background also, I had been a debater in school. I had always liked participating in such activities where I get a chance to speak. So that way law seemed to be a great option. And then slowly, slowly, I believe with every, uh, with more and more I read about our profession, more and more I read about the kind of things we do. I fell in love with the subject and the profession more, which is why I think, I, I, I fortunately till now enjoy what I do. So that's how it came. It was more of a chance. It was, it was never planned that uh, when I, in fact, when I was a child, I used to be like, I'll be a district magistrate. Some people say they'll be a sports person, whatever I mean. So it was all by chance that I was just trying options. This turned, that turned out to be something I really enjoyed. Right. Yeah. right. Um, so I was reading about you and I was researching about you and I found out that You've done a lot of things in law school. For one, you've written a lot. I, on your blog, yeah. I saw there's, there's a lot of writing that you've done. 
not only yeah. short articles but long articles as well and then you also set up the constitutional law society uh in yeah. nmu jodhpur so having done so much in a law school where there's constantly so much happening how do yeah. you suggest that a law student makes the most of her time in law school how do they find their interest and what works for them see so when one goes to law school uh, there are too many things that happen in a law school it's just about you figuring out which ones you want to do uh, doing everything and being good at everything is rare i won't say it's impossible because i know people who've excelled at almost everything but it's it's convenient to just try your hands at everything and then figure out which one is it that you're very good at for instance i tried mooting i figured out that was not my cup of tea i i didn't particularly excel at it uh so i i just decided to okay if, if this is not working or let me try writing and writing was something that did work out uh why i believe writing was important is because it gave me a, a, many factors for instance writing was something i know will stay forever even 80 years 100 years down the line people will still can still pick up something i written and be like oh this is a great article or this is a bad article and writing gives you a lot of uh, it has a very wide reach something you write within our internet age reaches almost everybody and as lawyers uh, and law students i just believe that all of us need to be heavily opinionated if somebody says that as a lawyer you have no opinion or as a law student then that's that's very sad we are supposed to have opinions on everything happening in the world in the country because everything concerns the law mm. which is why out of all the activities i tried my hand at i i narrowed down on writing because i felt that i was fairly decent with it and i thought that it was giving me results the kind of results i wanted but otherwise i mean this is a question i've been asked a lot as to how do you figure out what all to do there is no one right answer i mean first two years three years experiment as much as you can try everything under the sun try debating try mooting try writing uh, if you go at sports play sports uh, there's no there's no harm with that but just then narrow it down to one or two things which you believe you're you're better at in comparison to others and then just focus on them i think that seemed to have worked for me uh, at least in my my time at law school yeah right so um on staying on the topic of writing uh, i want to talk about the basic structure now first of all uh, yeah. it completed 2 years so congratulations yeah. on that thank you thank you i read your congratulatory uh, celebratory post also very well yeah. done and the article you put thank out you. today uh, with regard yeah. to fantastic stuff like yeah, yeah. thank you so uh, yeah so first up why the name the basic structure yeah so uh, see i am a big uh, constitutional law lover i i love the subject yeah. i think that's that's something i've i've uh, i'm very grateful to some professors who introduced me to it and taught me so well so actually the story goes back to so it goes back to constitutional law society so mm. when i was in law school in the fourth year i founded this body called the constitutional law society which is doing some amazing work now so we were just brainstorming on what all possible activities we can do and uh, i wanted them to i wanted us to undertake initiatives so that we can explain the law to people because i have been i mean if you read by uh, i'm a big lover of biographies and you read all of them and all these great lawyers and judges have always said that law should be understood by everybody and that's something right. i very strongly believe in so i thought that we came up with an initiative wherein we used to pick up key supreme court decisions and explain them break them down in simple english etc so we were looking for a name for it and i suggested the basic structure but nobody bought it and so worked out for me i could use it for my blog why i used it was because it's it's first of all a very important doctrine when it comes to constitutional law 
and second my purpose with the blog was going to be to make things simple and very easy to understand very basic so the basic and basic structure made sense right and since this was going to be a constitutional law blog i thought it's good if i pick a constitutional law related legalese and it, and it did work out so thank god they didn't like the society didn't agree on the name so i could use it for my <laughs> own purposes yeah it worked out well so um yeah. since you said that uh, the purpose behind your writing is to bring it out yeah. to the masses and write in as simple a format as possible which is quite yeah. evident to anyone who reads your articles um so yeah. how do you achieve that because i've read some of your articles especially which are explaining uh, laws some of them yeah. are very complex ideas but you manage to break them down in a manner that even people outside the legal fraternity can yeah. understand them so what's your yeah. writing and research process and how do you suggest that you know people like me who are just starting out with legal writing can achieve that yeah see i i i'm personally never been a fan even as a reader to read stuff which is very complex if it requires me to uh, like of course there are writers who like write like that and and law is a very complex in a uh, complex subject anyway but i already knew that there is a lot of writing that is complex out there so i do i'm not adding anything to it as a law student when i started off my blog i was like there are already so many celebrated names with such amazing blogs that they have so it's not going to help plus i have always believed that i've seen around me uh, normal citizens and uh, just and people from all walks of life just thinking that law is very complex which is very peculiar to our country only i believe if you meet people from other countries and see how their courts and everything function they're relatively aware about their rights they know what remedies they have in law more than a normal average indian would and then uh, so that was that's always been at the back of my mind and then when i saw when i read uh, palki uh, mr palki wala's biography he himself was very famous for these budget speeches he used to give and right. he used to famously remark that i believe my budget speeches would be a success if a common man who attends it someday goes ahead and becomes the prime minister and in fact that did happen one of his attendees did become the prime minister so all of them stressed a lot on expressing yourself in simple language and they also say that that's a great style of arguing if you can break down your argument in simple english and that's what all great lawyers do their argumentation style is very simple it's not complex it's easy to follow yeah. which is why i decided that okay i'm going to write simple because that's something i like reading so i think for a for anybody uh, to able to understand that it will be easier which is why i started with that and i think it fared off well because i was never catering to uh, uh, very established academicians or Uh, judges or professors because i was always catering to uh, for instance even my neighbor should be able to understand what i've written and i think that seemed to work out because uh, as i wrote in that two year post that the readers of my blog are my school teachers are my friends parents are law students in their first year and second year when they they're trying to understand what the law is and it's very complex right. in the beginning right so that has always been my aim with writing now when it comes to researching Uh, i follow a very simple rule i should write what i want to read if i write on something that nobody is discussing nobody i even i won't want to read it mm. so when something contemporary happens in our country or, or or in the world and something has been discussed so much my aim is that okay let me pick up that topic let me simplify it so anybody who tomorrow wants to debate on this issue with anybody or talk about it they're informed in their approach they know at least what the correct position of law is because especially in our times there is so much divided opinion there is so much polarization 
so that's why i never take a political stance also in my blog it's yeah. always that okay this is the law is this valid arguably or not valid that's all i do yeah so it's up to the readers for them to decide whether they agree or not i'm just telling them that this is the law and by doing it in a simple language i think it helps me reach to a wider audience so that they can easily follow as to what i'm trying to say i think that's been my motto with my writing and researching both right yeah um so the, the next set of questions i have is with regard to uh, what you did post law school so after yeah. graduating uh, did you i believe you practiced that in delhi that's what your linkedin yeah. said so how was yeah. it like how was it like being a young lawyer at the bar can you recall some of the experiences that stood out so in the uh, i was fortunate uh, because i i got an opportunity to start in delhi and delhi has the biggest names to offer yeah uh, and i personally i think that's my reassurance that uh, that i really want to practice law because when you when you you also graduate and if you do intend to litigate when you put on your band and your gown and your robe i think it's just a very empowering empowering feeling just going to the courts thinking that you can do so much so uh, and i did get the chance of seeing some very key matters being argued in the court uh, briefing very good lawyers and being in those briefings although i didn't do it myself like for instance i've been a very big fan and admirer of mr dattar arvind uh, mr arvind dattar he's been somebody who his life journey is something i i really look, look up to uh, his experiences and his love and passion for the law so in one of the matters we were doing we, i got the chance to be in the same room when we were briefing him uh-huh. and uh, my highlight of the entire event was that first he's such a down to earth man uh, like he has no qualms about being one of the biggest lawyers this country has and uh, i mean this is this is i had read about this is stuff about legends which i had read that they are so nice to juniors and everything but mr dadar has this amazing amazing habit that when he steps into the room he'll of- offer tea coffee to everybody in the room but he'll make sure that the junior most are catered to in the nicest possible manner so he'll ask you if you had something if you want something always open to a suggestion even though you're not the the the, the senior most in the room and my highlight was that i was when i was told that we are briefing mr dadar i went home i got a copy of the code from genius and i was carrying it with me in the hope and i get it signed and when the briefing did end i i ran after him i told him that so I, i mean i've just joined the profession i'm a big fan can you please sign it and uh, to the amazement of 20 people in the room he had left he said yeah yeah sure he took me back inside the room everybody got up thinking that what's happening and then he was like no no i i wanted to sign it properly and then he asked my name spoke to me for 2 3 minutes and then signed the the copy it was that then another experience was i was i've, I've always been a very big admirer of professor pk tripathi i don't know if you've heard of him he's a, he's a very noted uh, constitutional law scholar of uh, the earlier times the times okay. of uh, chief justice hidayatullah okay so i've always been a big fan of his and then i got to brief uh, his son who's also a very senior lawyer uh, mr parath tripathi he's a senior counsel at the supreme court Right. so that was another experience because i i i walked up to him after the briefing and i told him that so i am a very big uh, admirer of your father's work and i think even he didn't expect a, tw- a early 20 student to know his father's work who who who's who's no more since like in very long amount of years mm-hmm. so i think these kind of experiences you get uh, once you start practicing and delhi gives you that exposure seeing dr singhvi argue seeing mr sibbal argue mr rodgi argue and these are very very uh, recurring cases in these courts so even though you don't get to speak to them and have a one on one with them but just being in the same vicinity as them it seems amazing 
like uh, if i may add i saw uh, mr nariman and soli sarabji in the courts and the most beautiful thing about them i was discussing this with somebody the other day that they were not there to argue i mean their love for the law is so immense that they were just there to sit in the court and watch what's happening mr sarabji just sat there for a couple of hours and just left that's all and that just shows i mean you read about lawyers like mr kanga doing this when he stopped practicing he used to just sit there in court and just see what's happening and when you see it live happening in front of you it's like stuff that legends are made of so yeah, these are my my noteworthy experiences which stood out in my first year as like a lawyer yeah indeed you know, it's interesting that you'd uh, talk about the courtroom genius in fact the first yeah. video that i put out on the channel yeah, was yeah, yeah. with regard to how uh, Nani Palki Wala became yeah, yeah. a lawyer accidentally. Yeah, yeah. So interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna have to move a little quickly because Zoom only allows yeah. us like thirty minutes of video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So was pursuing an LLM always part of your plan, or did you? When did you decide that this is what I want to do? So to be very honest, it was not a plan always because I didn't think I'll get through. in my first few years if anybody would have told you that you might be sitting in oxford because uh i i so but then a lot of things happened in law school i i started developing an interest in constitutional law very deeply post my third year when i got the chance to you know work with professor massey and i saw that what constitution i actually i believe understood what constitution is and i lived the subject by working with him so he recommended that i he he still dates believes that i should uh, not practice and become a law professor so he whenever i speak to him that's something he reiterates so he told me that about his experience uh, by studying when he learned uh, the pure theory of law from kelson in uh, berkeley so he told me that if you like constitution i should definitely go out and study from the people who we teach you here we we show them we give you their articles you should go and read from them so that's when it first hit me and then a lot of things started happening for me professionally so i just thought that okay i might give it a shot so it was a very last minute decision at the end of my fourth year that okay i i should apply I should consider applying there is no harm and then uh, fortunately oxford did happen great yeah. so yeah congratulations on that uh, thank you so much <laughs> so um in law school there's a lot of lot of students who wish to pursue uh, an llm abroad what would you say to them what can they do in law school and not what can they do that that would not just get them to a, a foreign college you know this, i understand that there isn't a straight jacket formula that if you write yeah. so many papers you'll get in if you do this smooth you'll get in do you feel that whatever a person likes in law school if they do it diligently enough that would give them enough substance to make a credible application to a reputed college definitely definitely in fact i am the strongest believer in it because uh, if you if you try looking for conventional things to do and then you'll get through if you think that you have a uh, you've done these corporate moots or you've done corporate internships and you've done the conventional stuff you'll get through i i i never subscribe to that ideology never have i neither have i done it myself i believe it's always better to identify those one or two things which you're good at and then be damn good at it Right. Like then you should be amongst one of the few people in that particular activity or field that that really stand out, and that can be anything. That can be if you are a debater, just be an exceptional debater. Then do all the best possible debates that are there. If you write, then write extensively, write very well. But it's just that uh, when it comes to masters, also you need to be a little careful about your grades, uh, because for, sadly this is that's one of the parameters they have. 
that it should be a, a student who is at least in the top 10% or top 20% of your batch. Apart from that, pick any activity which you think you're, you're very good at and just excel at it. And with respect to papers, just one thing to point out, which is that the content trumps the number of publications you have. So it's not like you should have some 30, 40 publications when all of them, half of them are not that great. It's always yeah. good, even if you have two or three articles, but they are very good in quality. So quality always trumps quantity. And that's a very bad trend we have in India that people think I'll write 50 articles, so I'm going to be very good. I'm considered a very established writer. That's not the case. First, if, even if you're writing that much, your quality should not be compromised because quality is more very, very important. That can't be stressed enough. Sure. Especially in masters, because you if you don't have good quality articles, that means you don't research well and you don't publish well. And in a master's, you're supposed to write. You'll be writing so many essays that you need to at least have that sorted before you apply. Right, I understand. Um, yeah. And so, uh, what's your plan ahead when you finish your master's? Have you given it a thought? What do you wish to do after that? I have actually. I mean, I, I, continue, I want to continue litigating. I don't want to give that up. Because I think uh, as a lawyer, we have a lot of uh, opportunities to make a difference. So I'm not really sure on which forum. I haven't decided if I want to go back to Delhi or I want to go back to my hometown uh, in Kanpur and practice in the Allahabad High Court. I'm not very sure. Uh, but I do want to continue litigating because I think it has really allowed me to uh, bring a lot of, make a lot of difference in, uh, in terms of my city. So recently, if I may share an incident, uh, since I was so, I, I'm so concerned about uh, Kanpur and my, my city and everything. So recently I had gone home in October and I saw that despite the central government pushing for a clean India campaign, the streets of Kanpur were extremely polluted. And I really asked, discussed it with my father that I really wanted to do something about it. And I just went around the city, clicked pictures of every possible place that was dirty. And then I wrote a very, very strongly worded letter to the chief minister, citing out the laws that are violated and, you know, why it's so polluted. And I think, and two months later, I was told by my father that uh, the officials did come and they, they requested my father to accompany him, saying that they've cleaned every possible picture, every possible area that I had mentioned in the picture. So I think that would not have happened had I not been aware of what the law is and what my rights are. So I think that's something I can continue doing uh, after my master's and that's why I definitely want to come back to India and do it. And then of course you get to represent people in courts also and, and make a difference even there, which is something I really, really want to do. So I definitely am very keen on coming back and practicing. Right. Uh, first of all, congratulations on that. I mean, law belongs to the street and you did bring it back to the street. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in law Thank school, you. that's what we, we learn, right? That law is a tool for social transformation, yeah. transformation. So it should be used like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very, yeah, very happy to know that you intend to come Thank back. You. Hopefully I'll get to intern with you. <laughs> That's uh, very kind of you. Thank you. Right. Uh, we're running out of time. So I'll just ask uh, my final set of questions. Mm -hmm. So uh, you mentioned that you read a lot. What have yeah. you been reading recently? And uh, on your blog, there's, a, there's an entire section dedicated to books. Yeah. But yeah. if you were to pick out huh. at most three books, that you feel three, all... okay. okay, so you want to take five? Yeah, I'll go with five. Okay, five. Please stop. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so first, what are you reading these days? And um, uh, second, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Complete yeah, question. Yeah. So secondly, the five books that you recommend all law students read during their time in law school. So I like reading a lot of 
legal history, biographies, constitutional or core books, and history in general. But I, I'll stick with the books every law student should read. Uh, recently, I've just finished uh, Mr. Shashi Tharoor's new book, Tharoor Osiris. If I'm pronouncing it correct, it's a wonderful read. Everybody should read it. I feel very educated after reading it. Uh, my top five books will be, I recommend everybody reads Mr. Palkiwala's uh, both biographies. Uh, you need to read Nani Palkiwala, A Life by N.V. Kamath. And you need to read The Quote from Genius by Mr. Sorabji and Mr. Datar. I think there's no other book that can inspire you uh, if you want to be a lawyer. I mean, for a man who had a speech impairment, who had a writer's cramp, to become the greatest lawyer this country has ever seen is unparalleled. I think that's the biography that's moved me uh, a lot, especially uh, his the one which focuses more on his life rather than his career as a lawyer, which is by M.B. Kamath. Sure. Second, I would recommend uh, everybody reads The Family Story, which is the autobiography of Lord Denning, who is one of the finest judges that England ever saw. Right. So one should definitely, definitely read that. That's also a very inspiring uh, tale of how liberal a judge can be. Uh, apparently his house was burned down by the writers and the man still didn't have that vendetta to convict them unnecessarily because that's how broad-minded he was when it comes to justice. Then I think to understand India and understand our constitution's development, everybody should read Working a Democratic Constitution by Granville Austin. Mm -hmm. I think for any legal history lover, there is no better book which can take you through India's journey from independence till uh, the, the late 90s. Uh, then there is one of my all-time favorite books by Professor Godboys called Judges of the Supreme Court. Right. So anybody who likes legal history knows that that, that book is the finest right. book on judges you will find. It's the most well-researched book. And I give big credits to my media law teacher who introduced me to it, uh, Professor Parveen. Then last book I would recommend, there are two actually. One is Neither Roses Nor Thorns right. by uh, Justice H.R. Khanna. Uh, that's also a very inspiring book, very simply written uh, and, and very inspiring as to how courageous he was. Uh, and then there's also a book I recently read, which is the autobiography of Justice uh, Pete, uh, P. Reddy, called The Judiciary I Served. It's, oh. uh, it's not very known, I'm not so sure. But if you want to read up on Keshwan and the Bharti uh, and the, the developments around it, you should definitely read it. And the reason I've put a list of all the books out on my website is because when I was a on my blog is because when I was a law student, I used to really struggle finding good books. Right. So I was like, there's no harm in just putting a list of everything I've read and everything I've liked. If somebody wants just a one ready place, they can go find, look for it and read it. There's no harm in sharing exactly. that. So these are the top five books I would recommend. But there is, the good thing is there's so much literature being written these days that there's no dearth of possible uh, stuff you can read. But these are like my top five. These, these are something I recommend everybody to read. Because yeah. Palkiwala's book was recommended to me by my, first, uh, by my, my mentor in the profession. Uh, Mr. Sancheti had told me that before you start practicing, you need to read this book. So that's why I recommend it to everybody all the time. Great. Uh, if I could just add a couple of books to this this wonderful list. Yeah, please. Yeah, so you talked about uh, books by Granville Austin. Yeah. Uh, so Granville Austin is usually uh, given the credit of writing the most comprehensive account of the constitution. But I yeah. recently finished uh, reading Madhav Khosla's India's Founding Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. that reaches, that, that comes quite close and even surpasses it, if I, if I may venture to mm -hmm. say that. And secondly, a great addition to uh, Mr. Gadboy's uh, book. I, I, is, is it Dr. Gadboy's? I'm not sure. Yeah, he was a professor. He was a professor. Great, great. So we'll just say Gadboy's book. <laughs> professor Gadboy's mm -hmm. book. 
a great addition to that would be uh, Abhinav Chandrachur's Supreme Whispers. Yeah, informal Supreme Whispers. Supreme yeah, yeah. Whispers. It builds on in on on the work yeah, of yeah, the yeah, Desert yeah. Boys, and uh, on on Keshav and Navharti, I believe T R and Dharujana's account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Keshav and Navharti. But unfortunately, it's not available on Amazon. You're lucky to have a copy. Yeah, if so you do. When I when I bought my copy, it said it's the final copy available. Yeah, I've not had the chance to read it. I've read so much around it from like yeah. other books, but uh, I think the meeting got upgraded. Yeah, but otherwise, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the. I didn't have. Don't have the fortune of reading it. Uh, and interesting, you mentioned uh, Doctor Chandrachur. The good thing with that, that stress it brings me back to my point of why simple writing is important. Exactly. If you read all of his books and you read uh, Mr. Chin, Doctor Chintan Chandrachur's recent book, the thesis that India forgot. All of these books can be read by anybody, and that is why you understand that simple writing is picking up. People are writing so that people understand what the law is, Absolutely. and all of their both of their books are a, are a brilliant example of how uh, they're trying to reach the masses, and it's not complicated for anybody to follow. Absolutely, so I completely agree with your book recommendations. They they are definitely they, they, I think they find the mention. I've I've read all I've read them, so I know they're very good books. Of course, no, I thought it's good to mention them because they overlap yeah, yeah. with the with the books you've mentioned. Well, uh, yeah. that that brings us to the end of the conversation. Thank you so much, Swapnil, for joining me today. I know you you must be quite rather busy these days with the transition. No, thank you so much again and. Uh, Congratulations on joining Oxford and all the very best you so for much. your future plans. Thank you there. so much. Thank you so much. And uh, keep doing the amazing work you're doing. Uh, the 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 video you had put on Mr. Nilayan Day and Mr. Sirway, very interesting. I think you should do more of that because knowing a bit of legal history around cases makes those cases interesting, and you never forget them. Absolutely. Uh, I've had professors used to do it. So if you just teach me Keshavan and the Bharti tomorrow, I'll not remember it. But if you tell me everything that happened around it, I'll never forget that judgment. So yeah. that's that's good. You should definitely continue doing. That. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And yeah. I'm so glad you found it, uh, found the video interesting. And again, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I'll just stop.